Welcome to the Whitetail Obsession Podcast with Dave Richmond and co-host Chris Worthing, where we talk and teach everything deer and turkey hunting related. Follow along as we help teach you tips and techniques about hunting, food plots, and habitat management strategies that everyone can use. Welcome back to the podcast, guys. We're on podcast 50. Chris, what's going on? It is snowing here. We got sleet flying. Too early for this, man. I'm not used to this crap. No, sitting here, sitting here in a sweatshirt and a vest in my own basement. Yeah, <laughs> just chilling. Well, today we got um, this. This is really cool because we haven't caught up with Mike from Domain in two and a half years. It's been a while. So, Mike, uh, we, we we were able to catch up with you here. So I know you're multitasking, but uh, what's going on? Where are you headed to? Hey, fellas. Well, thanks for having me on on the 50th episode. That's pretty pretty impressive so kudos yeah. to, you, to you guys for being awesome thank you well i'm on the road that's uh like you guys are saying it's cold season now so that means i'm traveling for the next three months pretty much getting things dialed in for the year so mm-hmm. okay uh, it's always always good to catch up with you fellas though it's been way too long i obviously yeah we communicate via um text and messenger and all the things you guys are rocking and rolling but it's good to see your faces and reconnect via the pod right yeah well, last time was two and a half years ago we had you and timmy on and we we basically answered a lot of uh youtube questions that came in and yeah. i think this will be my third or fourth year using domain and i know you guys have progressed a lot since then so Give us a little bit of what's going on with Domain. I know you you have you know several people that work for you now. Yeah. So what's kind of been that that process and, and progress? Yeah. So I mean, golly, man, you took a chance on us when I was in my basement. So right. Um, for that, I am forever forever grateful for. Um, we said the other day we were the original OGs. <laughs> yeah. I tell you what. I tell you what. You guys are like the big sexy of. Of the group here. I mean, you're the OG, right? Yeah. yeah. How often do you take a chance on some knucklehead in his basement? But, uh, um, but no, yeah, I think it was, that's probably been three or four years now. And, um, we've progressed slowly, but surely, um, and, uh, built an awesome team of good humans that are just obsessed with hunting and food plotting. And, um, we've got seven employees now and this we're still who we are family owned family owned business and qualities are our top priority right next to customer service and um but at the same time we like to have a little fun with it so i mean nothing's changed except i've been fortunate enough to be able to hire a bunch of absolute rock stars to help uh help us be better so um it's, it's been crazy it's hard to believe it's been 2019 so i think this will be our fifth year upcoming here and it seems like it was just yesterday so um, it's in a, we're, we're grateful for everybody that trusts our product and the, all the awesome people we've met along the way. And, um, we're just getting started. So it's, uh, it's a, it's a fun, fun thing to be a part of. I'll tell you, Mike, we, it, it's been a great product for us and we enjoy showing it off. And, uh, we have so many people comment and, and, get a hold of us and ask us about it and that been able to influence so many people to come on to the domain nation. I mean, it's, it's growing fast and 
man, I, I just love even my own database on, at, on my end. Uh, a lot of people that keep in touch with me now and they're sending me pictures and, you know, calling me <laughs> on a weekly basis, like Stuart, you know, Stuart, I mean, my boy Jackson, we talk, oh, yeah. a couple to- we, we talk a couple of times a week on the phone. He keeps in touch with me. He's asking me questions all the time. I mean, yep. it's, it's been great. It really has. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, it, it really is. I mean, I, I, there's thousands of people that I talk to very often. I've never met because of, uh, you know, we all, have, we all share a, um, a passion for the same things and a, it's just been a blessing. So I appreciate you guys for spreading the good word. And, um, and it's a, it's a, that's the fun part of it, right? The, the human connections you make because of a yeah. shared passion. And, well, it um, makes it easy when you got a good fun. product and it works. Well, you know, I mean, we, we stand behind it. We're proud of it. Um, we have fun nope. with it, obviously with the marketing side, but God dang it. The jug's clear for a reason. We're pretty damn proud of what's inside of it. No BS. Yeah, you, exactly. I mean, I think if you've watched our podcast, you kind of know who we are. Um, we like to have fun and joke around, but um, at the end of the day, we just want our, our people to be successful. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I know when I first started using, I was I was big into, well, still am, but big into planning, um, like screening, and I was into the incognito. Yeah. So I get very, I mean, multiple questions daily from the, the the different blends and i know when i first started using domain seed like you guys had i can't remember how many blends you actually had but it has progressed since then with <laughs> a, a multitude of yeah. blends yeah. for various situations like there's a blend for every situation that somebody could run across yeah, you're right. 100%. You nailed it. I mean, we started with five products, um, our core OGs, if you will. And mm-hmm. uh, they're, still the OG, they're still the OGs, but every year um, we're, we're challenged with a couple of things. You know, what can we do to continue to provide resources and products for people to fit or solve problems? Um, and every year we try to, you know, fill those gaps. And we've, we've, when you have five products, you have plenty of gaps in your arsenal. So, Every year we try to add something for somebody to make their property um, more special. So, yeah, I mean, we've last year was Hall Pass and Motherload. And the year before that, it was Showstopper and Smackdown and Bombshell. And we've, you know, we've got just a wide variety. We get we get crap from a lot of people because like, golly, what am I? How am I supposed to decide now? Um, And uh, the idea is not to muddy the waters. The idea is to make sure you've got plenty of tools for your tool belt. Mm-hmm. It's so. it's gonna be hard to come up with more blends in the future for you though. <laughs> Hardest damn parts come up with new names. I tell you what. Right. But uh, but yeah, I mean, um, we've got a few things in the hopper. Always working on stuff to help improve, you know, people's performance of property. And um, but yeah, I mean, we've got gosh, fifteen different products now, so mm-hmm. it gets tougher every year to kind of find something new and innovative. Right. right. Well, so. Mike, let me ask you this. So I get. You know, we, we all get lots of questions, um, you know, and and there's, you know, some questions that I just can't answer because I don't, you know, I don't, I don't I'm not inside the, the business. But like oh. how what is the proper way for a customer to get a hold of domain to is it through email? Is there can they speak to a, a person? You, you know, what whatever they're comfortable with. Um, yeah, I mean. 
we uh, our answering service is a human, uh, okay. which is uh, not normal these days. But right. yeah, when you call 715-821-8879, one of our guys is going to pick up and they can answer any of your questions. If they can, I can. So you're okay. going to be talking to a product expert no matter what. Um, we've also got info at domainoutdoor.com, which you can find right on our website or Instagram, Facebook, or TikTok. We answer hundreds and hundreds of questions that way too. So no matter how you do it, um, whatever you're comfortable with, we'll answer any question you have. So yeah, that's, I, I that's just had a guy part. call the other day and I guess Spencer picked up and talked to him yep. Yep. <laughs> and my buddy called me. He's like, do you know what Spencer? I'm like, well, Spencer works there. I mean, he's, yep. he's, he's on the lives and things. I said, you'll see him if you watch. Mm-hmm. He's like, Oh, that's cool. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you're going to talk to him every time. So, um, that's the beauty of being a, being a small family owned business, you're going to get human interaction and personal care. And we're going to make sure we're going to make sure it works. So, um, yeah, that's why I threw it out there because a lot of times people will, will call a company and you can't talk to somebody or they do talk to somebody and they're just a, a person answering phone. They don't know anything about the product. Yeah. I mean, ours is going to be a product expert. I hate to, I hate the word expert. Um, you know, a product specialist. There we go. Mm-hmm. We'll use that word. Um, the second you think you're an expert, you're about to get fooled. But right, um, we're always learning. Yeah, exactly. I hope so. You know, that's the fun part. Um, but yeah, you're going to talk to a product specialist no matter what, and um, we're going to make sure you're taken care of. That's awesome. the fun part. That's the human interaction part. Chris brought up. You know, um, it's it's funny. My guys will mention it too. Like Jake will Jake will laugh. You know, he's like, man, I've texted Stuart five times this week, and I, you know, I, I met him. I met him on social media through Domain. Right. <laughs> so. Right. It's uh, it's just funny how how it all works. And yeah, uh, the background behind that was he he seen my videos and stuff, and he he just one day hit messenger f- uh, phone call, and we started talking, and he started asking me all these questions, and I mean, and he just started doing stuff that I was suggesting, and it started working out for him, and then the boys, his little boys, were old enough to start hunting, and oh yeah, I mean. I, Every time they get a deer, he, he FaceTimes me and I, <laughs> I talk, I talk to Cooper and tell him what a great job he's doing. You know, I mean, he, I mean, he's got the ultimate package going right now where he never even has to pull the trigger. The kids oh, are man. killing everything. It's crazy. I wouldn't want to be a deer on his property. i tell you that. Oh, no, that freaking kid, he knocks <laughs> him down, dude. Little Cooper is, he's a oh, shot. Man. It's fun. It's fun. That's, a, I, that's, that's what it's all about. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's pretty that's neat. cool. That's cool stuff there. So yeah sure so so mike um this time of year we're we're into late season so um you know food as far as natural browse or whatever is kind of scarce depending on you know what area and down south you might have still some but is it possible for a food plotter to still have food at this time of year what what are those circumstances is it based on is it too many is it you know, too small of a plot, the right size plot, too many deer. Like what does somebody need to do to make sure they have enough food plot to still attract deer at this time of year? Yeah. I mean, we've got, we've got a bunch of food still in some of ours now on my property at home. I've got none because my plots are, gosh, I got two eighth acre plots and I got way too many deer. So they've, mm-hmm. they've grazed it down to the dirt, but at the farm, um, I mean, we've still got a bunch of above ground forage that those deer are in, you know, our big sexy plots and our green machines and our hall passes are all humming right now. So, I mean, for, there's a couple of things. Um, obviously if you got a ton of deer plot size is going to be important, 
but also your soil health, which determines the size of your plants and your and how much forage you're actually producing, mm-hmm. uh, is just gonna just as important to get those plants to maturity and have plenty of food to get you into you know November, December, January, and through the year. So um, there's a lot of factors. Um, plant varieties are critical too. Um, I you set up more properties than I do. I mean, I, that's you're you're the product or sorry the property expert. Um, but when I set up a property or help somebody do it, I make sure I've got plenty of variety so that deer, deer are grazing through their property instead of wiping out everything on their property all at once and they got nothing left. Mm-hmm. So, um, and there's a million ways to, to slice it. Um, but you can absolutely have food through the fall and winter, um, you know, if you've got your program dialed in. Right. Uh, the right. The right balance of things. Absolutely. In my opinion, yeah. Um, now again, now the next person is, well, you knucklehead, you just told me your property didn't have anything. So there are other cases where I physically have, I, I'm, I butt up against the state park. So I've, I have a deer problem. Um, and <laughs> I, mean, I would probably need 10 acres of food to feed them all. And my property's not even that big. So, mm-hmm. um, so I know that, right. So it's like, all right, I'm going to focus on plants in my food plots that are going to feed deer in September, October, and into November. And after that, I know I'm going to run out. Um, so I, I focus my efforts around that and on our other properties where we've gotten abundance or enough, then we plan on, I mean, late season, is my favorite time to hunt because all those deer are piling into, piling into food plots. Um, so it's, it's, a uh, it's one of those things where, um, oftentimes you'll see it, a customer will start with a half acre and they'll plant it and have success. And the next year it's two acres and then it's four. And, uh, and you know, the more food you have, the Did we lose Mike? Oh. Am I still here? Yep, you're yep, here. You're now. still there. Yep. I thought we lost. That was my brother Tim called me. I just exited oh, okay. out. So okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I was. So, I was yeah, actually. I mean, oh, so go ahead. I was just yeah, I think it's it's 100 possible on most properties to carry food into the winter. Yeah, I was okay. gonna say I was on a I was on a podcast the other night. Someone had me on as a guest, and they had a, a land manager on there, and the question came to me, you know, what would I be doing in a situation if I was setting up property? And I said, you know what, guys, I said, the best advice I give you is you got to plant something with a blend that's going to plant or feed deer 365. And he was like, what are you talking about? I said, well, obviously if you got a blend that's got something in it, and I love to just say that all the time, plant for 365, you're going to have something that's good in the fall and something that's going to be there first thing in the spring when it starts to green up. I said, you're going to have something in the dirt growing at all times. And the, yep. the other guy that was on with me, as a plant man, or a, Hey, uh, a, a property manager. He was like, Hey, that's, that's good. I like that. I like that. Uh, I, I feel like he's going to, he's going to use my saying now. <laughs> well, I've always said it kind of talk about the refrigerator being empty. You know, if I get home and the fridge is empty, I'm going to go somewhere else to eat. Yeah. So, Make sure the fridge is always full. Right. Yeah. Well, I know over the summer, I I, I don't know if you've seen my videos or not, but uh, I'm big into. Oh, I, I see more than you think, Dave. Okay. <laughs> just, just checking. I'm big into oh, yeah. foiler feeding, as you know. So when you, when you talk, when you say mean things about me, I see that. So. <laughs> right. Uh, I told him. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm big into. I'm big into foiler feeding. So. I have a spray set up with a pressure washer, 
and pump set up and I can drive through my property and with the pressure washer and I can spray liquid courage everywhere. Yep. Um, I've sprayed my whole entire farm this year, brows, food plots, um, everything. I used the, your new release of, uh, the dirty deeds. Dirty so, deeds. yep. Dirty deeds. How has those two products been as far as they've been released? How has the public, uh, interacted with them they've been great um now i mean they're not a big sexy and what i mean by that is typically with a liquid product um it's a it's an add-on it's another purchase the customer has to make um just point blank however it's one of those where they add so much value that they make they make up for the investment almost immediately because they're going to allow your effort your time to turn into better results. And um, so they've, they've both been incredible. Um, everybody that uses them loves them. They're, I mean, they're fantastic products with 80 years of egg background. I mean, they're, they're that soil conditioner that's gonna help the plants grow and you know absorb more of the nutrients. And then the foliar feed, which is gonna be an instant burst of energy and then allow those plants to you know, soak that in and you're going to see significant gains by using those. So those are an awesome launch with them this year. And I'm even more excited about next year as more and more people see the value of them and add them to their program. Um, I mean, if you look up humic acid and what it can do for your plants and your soil, just Google it. Um, Dirty Deeds is probably the most valuable product that we have because of what it can do to improve your soil to then in turn maximize your forage production. Um, and then with the cost of fertilizer where it's at, I mean, liquid courage, two acres of fertilizer. So the value is just incredible there. And that, the way it's applied is so simple too. So those are, those are two products that I'm, I'm a nerd. So I'm wildly excited about those. And we've got some more liquids down the line that we'll, we're working on too. So um, that's a, a fun area to just help people produce more food. I mean, that's one way to get more food to winter right there, Dave, you know, feed them what they need. Well, what I have found is that when you start getting into those, I call them like specialty items, like the, the dirty deeds, any kind of soil conditioner or liquid fertilizer, you, you attract the, the serious people. And what I, what I mean by that is I'll go to like clients or whatever and I'll say, Hey, you know, this species might be good or, you know, this blend might be good to plant. Then I'll say, well, then he said, what can we do more? And I'll say, well, well, you could start, you know, getting into soil conditioners and liquid fertilizers and things. And they'll say, well, do I really need it? No, you don't need it, but how serious do you want to be? Yeah. It's funny. Like we'll, we'll post pictures of some of the farms that we help manage and people are like, what are the, what did they, what did they plant? What did they plant that? What's that soil like? Well, it's a couple of years worth of building up that soil. Um, and that's mm. why those plants are so, so big. I and mean, we've got basketball sized turnips, mm. um, you know, and that, that's where it comes from is soil health and making sure those plants have the nutrients they need to, to maximize their growth. So um, it's like anything it's over time, you know, you start, you start with one thing and five years later, you're, you've seen the value in it. And now you're, I mean, you don't hold anything back. So, um, they're, they're can special you, products. So. Can you break down the controversy there is with uh, brassicas and needing frost for the deer to eat? Because I don't, <laughs> I don't, I don't see it. 
I don't when find I, that at all. No, yeah. when I hate, they just hammer them. Yeah, I yeah, that I, I just kind of laugh at that one. Um, I mean, oftentimes the, the I mean, yes, when they freeze, um, they go through a molecular change, and you know some of the starch turn to sugar, and it is a sweeter, sweeter bulb and and whatnot. Yeah, However, sure. the way we design our brassica mixes, um, by you know using different varieties and manipulating plant maturity levels, we'll have deer in them July, August, September, October, November. I mean that. Yep. It doesn't take a, it doesn't take a frost for any of our products to be effective. Mm -hmm. um, those I mean those greens and those plants are twenty to thirty percent protein, high protein forage. So um, yeah, I, I, I that's a myth in my opinion. Um, right. It, I just we often I mean a lot of times we often promote it like doesn't require cold weather to be effective. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, you know, so I it's a it's a, it's one of those funny things. Um, now, I will say that by manipulating when you plant certain things, you can kind of dictate how and when deer will feed in them. Mm -hmm. um, so maturity I, dates and things, yeah. Absolutely. I, there's, I believe there, that's, you know, there's a lot of truth to that. Right. Plant, plant really early to attract them later, plant later to attract them earlier. Um, right. that's, just, that's just manipulating maturity levels. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah. Yeah. Um, Golly, yeah, I, I, I'd like to think someday we'll get over the fact that you, you're going to eat brassicas pretty much anywhere. Yeah, so we, you, you've started offering uh, some pH testing and things there now, I, I've noticed. And uh, how's, yeah. how's that working out for you guys? Oh, it's good. I mean, it, it's a step that a lot of people still skip just because it's, oh, a, it's sure. one more step, you know. So yep. all of our mixes are designed to be as you know, adaptable as possible. But anytime you can check the soil, we have an instant one that just gives you pH levels. And then we have a comprehensive that gives you the breakdown. Um, anytime we know that and can amend it appropriately and or make suggestions based off of what the soil offers, uh, it's just going to benefit the planter. Um, the more information mm -hmm. you have about the soil environment, the better off your plots are going to be. So, um, I mean, with I had a couple of guys get a hold of me. I'm sorry, I didn't hear. Is he still talking? No, I was going to say. I was going to say that soil's the foundation. I mean, that's where it all starts. Yes. So, yeah, I, yeah, I, I had a, someone get a hold of me, and they're like, "Oh, I planted this blend, and I didn't see any of this grow, but this grew great out of the out of the bucket, you know." And I'm like, "Well, obviously something's off in your soil test, so you know now it's time to brush up on that and get that fixed." I said, "Something something was wrong nutritionally with your soil, you know." yep yeah it can be that simple yeah so mike um two two th questions so the first one besides like uh an annual or uh perennials as your clover brands as far as annual goes what would you say your most browse tolerant annual mix is Ooh, what time of the year <laughs> uh will be for the fall yeah, I mean, oh, golly, there's, there's, we have options now. Right. Um, I would have immediately said showstopper, you know, because they're going to eat it early, but it's going to have some regenerative growth from that hybrid brassica. Mm -hmm. But now that we've incorporated bombshell in that has two different plant varieties that'll do that, and hall pass and green machine that have some grains to back you up, um, we've really tried to integrate more and more of those, Dave, um, where you're going to get more forage production, more browse tolerance um, because we've got so many folks like myself who are planting 
small plots on properties that have a lot of deer pressure. Mm. So, um, well, and like you said earlier too, I want to highlight it. You mentioned this right when you started. Those, those perennials, the hot chicken comeback kid, are going to be as graze tolerant as anything. So, yeah. Now, my second question is, um, I'm not an expert on anything, but when it comes to alpha alpha, yeah, your comeback kid blend has a bunch of clovers and and some alfalfa in it. It does. Yeah. Say, say the following year, somebody wants to frost seed comeback kid into it again. Yeah, I know that alfalfa. Yeah. If you have an existing stand and you try to plant alfalfa into it, the existing alfalfa will kill the new alfalfa. Is that correct? Yeah. So. I think there's about 7% alfalfa in there in our okay. comeback kit. So it's a small amount, but I, I, it's a great variety. It's a really cold tolerant one that works well with clover. But yes, so um, when you frost seed comeback kit into comeback kit, if you have alfalfa existing, depending on how many years it's been growing, if an alfalfa seed lands near a, an existing plant, um, that, that existing plant won't allow the new one to germ. Um, okay. Now, if it, if it lands elsewhere, which is probably more likely just because of the low ratio of alfalfa plants in the mix, um, you can integrate more alfalfa into into your stand um, as long as it's not in close proximity to an existing plant. So, okay. Um, so you could still have new alfalfa grow. It just depends 100%. on the seed plants. Exactly. Yep. 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 So um, it's still my, it's my favorite pick, mix of frost seed. Um, and we do a ton of frost seeding. Um, I mean, just yep. why not use mother nature to, you know, incorporate more perennials on your property. So. Oh, geez. I, I put so much clover in this year. It was ridiculous and it was great. I mowed it so many times just to keep it from going haywire. Every you know, time we recorded a podcast, you were mowing clover. <laughs> Every week I was mowing. <laughs> well, the stuff kept growing. It was going out of control. Mm-hmm. And I wanted there it to look. Get- I wanted to look well manicured for my pictures that I post. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks what, great, we, man. You should see we, how many comments I get on that. Oh uh, my gosh, nothing beats a uh, well manicured clover plot. The deer like it too when you mow that. Oh, for so sure, for sure. That's a win. That's a win-win. Now, how about this? I got. I had a guy. Uh, I don't want to say attack me, but. I had a guy come on board with me here and he's like, Hey, he's like, why would I want to use this green machine or no BS? It's just full of oats. I said, yeah. have you watched any of my videos? He's like, well, yeah. no, but what, what, what can you tell me about this? I'm like, what do you mean? What can-? I said, my go-to is no BS. I said, if you look at any of my videos, you will see no BS. And I said, I'm going to let you in on a secret. How do you think I shoot so many does every year? I said, I'm shooting them out of no BS plots. It's my yeah. go-to. I said, yeah. but but as far as the oats are, I said, I, I don't think you can beat them. I mean, that gets everything. It's kind of like your, like your, what do you call that? Uh, They're basically uh, a nurse crop. Nurse crop. I was looking for nurse. Yeah. It's a yeah. nurse crop for what's up and coming. And I said, if you look at my videos from this year i didn't plant no bs this year but i said if you look at what i call the green mile the buffer strip along the edge of my woods it is such lush clover and guess what it was i didn't touch it it was last year's no bs yeah and i said it is so thick and lush and i said this is the benefit that you will have from 
planning something last year. So everything you do this year is going to benefit you next year. Sure does. You know, yep. I mean, so what would you tell a guy that says, I, I wouldn't want to use that. It's just for oats. You know, I mean. Yeah, I wish states would allow you to label your seed based on weight or sorry, by, based on seed count, not by weight. Um, because there's actually more clover seeds in that mix than there are oats, um, which is funny. But the 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 weight of the oat makes it 40% of the mix, when in theory, it's 10% of the mix. So I mean, it's it's uh, it's one of those it's one of those things where when you look at Green Machine and and no BS and even Hall Pass, when you look at them, it's like wow, these are really really grainy from a visual standpoint. And maybe in the first 10 days of growth, they look that way. Yeah. But as the plants mature. By by two months of growth, you can't even hardly see the grains in them anymore. Um, whether it's grays or just there, there is a nurse crop to get everything else going. So um, they're definitely not a filler. I can promise you that they're not, they're food, but they're also a nurse crop to to help everything sure. kind of establish and get going. So yep. Yep. Um, I, no BS is probably our most overlooked product. I mean, it's um, favorite. <laughs> it's a Swiss Army knife of Swiss Army knife. It's probably our best hunt plot that we offer. It's as, it's as good a mix as we've got from a yeah. plant variety standpoint to a um, no equipment necessary standpoint to a yeah. big plot to a small plot, to a beginner to an expert. I mean, it, it's as, dang, it's as good as they get. Yeah, I've used it in the woods for my kill plots. I've used it out in the middle of a field for destination, and it, yep. it just produces wherever I put it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Yep. When we launched that thing, we marketed it poorly. We called it a throne grow. So people thought the only way they could use it was a throne grow, and that's far from the case. I mean, it's, like I said, it's probably our best hunt plot that we offer. Yeah, it's a mm-hmm. good one, for sure. Now, Mike, you know, you've heard of uh, a Lemish Shield, right? I have, yeah. Okay. Well, we we use them. I'm good friends with, uh, you know, Philip, and um, he was kind con- I was working with him kind of over the, over the summer through text and stuff on what, what he should plant. And he got, uh, I think him and the owner of a Shield got a farm together in Virginia that I'm supposed to consult on this winter, but he, f- he planted uh, no BS and yep. he sent me a picture two weeks ago and he, they killed their first buck off of the no, uh, no, sorry. It wasn't no BS. It was a uh, green machine. Green. Machine. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yep. And that, now he's in love with green machine. <laughs> so, so Timmy, Timmy's favorite mix is no BS. It always has been. And for me, it's always been green machine. Um, okay. so we, we each have our, fa- everybody has their fave, but, um, yeah. that's mine. I, I mean, I, I plant green machine, um, in front of my favorite tree stand as many, I, I try not to do it every, I, I'd like to do it every year, but I try to switch it out every couple, but man, that's my, that's my fave without my question. favorite is showstopper. Oh yeah. 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 That's a doozy. I had good success. Oh, with, uh, I mixed showstopper and bombshell last year. Oh, that like was that a. That was a bomb. Woo. Yeah, I like that. And I added, I added in kale. <laughs> okay. Oh, hey. Yeah. Yeah. Spinner from our team mixed bombshell with hot chick, and that was pretty trendy there for a while too. That was mm-hmm. a pretty pretty neat combo of perennials and annuals. Um, that worked out pretty well too. So now, Mike, we won't hold you up too much longer, but I have uh, just one more question. So, yeah, go for on, it. On your blend overhaul. Overhaul. How long would you say that would last for? So I, I know there's a, a percentage of buckwheat in there, and buckwheat usually 
uh, matures in 50 days or so, and then it starts producing seed heads. Yep. So I was working with a guy yesterday over Instagram that had questions about overhaul, and he lives down in um, uh, Mississippi. So I was trying to explain to him that with overhaul, he could, and his main priority was improving the soil. And I tried to explain to him that he could get two plantings of overhaul turned back into the soil before his fall planting, since he's in a you know warmer climate um or with a longer growing season longer growing season yeah. so yeah, 120 days easy okay so on average is that right like with your overhaul blend like would you say six, 50 60 days turn back in or i mean that so it's that'd be I mean, that'd be an amazing program dave honestly um if if you had the ability and were willing to plant it say in march and grow it for you know, for 60 days and turn it back in and then do it again for 60 more and then plant your fall plot. That'd be amazing. Um, Not everybody can do that. That's part of the way it's utilized is. Yeah. For the most part, the way it's utilized is plant it in the spring. Um, let it run its course. And then some probably um, into August terminate till in plant. Um, as you guys know, all those plants in there have a purpose to build soil, feed deer too, but mm -hmm. build soil. So if you can do it twice, oh my gosh, especially if you're down south or you got sandier soil that's low in organic matter, um, you know, if you're not in that Mississippi River Delta, um, and you're some, some of the other parts so that you're sandier, more acidic, low organic matter counts, oh my gosh, if you could do that twice, um, that'd be incredible green fertilizer. Yes. So you wouldn't so, worry about the buckwheat maturing then? I Yeah, I mean... Like you said, it's going to mature in sixty to sixty to seventy days. Um, okay, but you've still got your tillage radish. You've got two varieties of clovers that are fixating nitrogen. You got spring triticale. You've got a bunch of plants that are still doing things to improve the soil. Mm -hmm. um, the only plant that matures super early is the buckwheat plant. So, right. um, so he he wouldn't need to plant it twice, but he definitely could. Okay, yeah, he was he was um, dealing with some really sandy soil. So I said, man, if you can really time that, you know, you get you know, plant it in the spring, let it go 50 days and do it again. Oh, uh, yeah. It would really, really help you out. It would for sure. In a, in a, a ton of ways. Um, dirty deeds help sandy soil too. Um, that humic acid helps bond everything together. So, um, but yeah, I mean, overhaul is a fantastic product for that, that scenario. And you nailed it. Okay. Well, I, we really appreciate you coming on here and, uh, I know you're driving, so we won't take up, uh, rest of your time but uh like i said we wanted to catch up and um see what oh the, gosh the, I, thanks for the invite honestly yeah um I, I appreciate you guys more than you know and thanks for thanks for wearing our flag and holding it high and and all you do to help support us and and um you guys are are good humans we love to work with good people and we appreciate you guys no what problem can, what can we do for you for the future mike keep being real okay now i mean I think the beauty of what you guys offer is that we we're in, I mean, we're in a space where knowledge and education are critical to success. The more, you know, the better off you're going to be. Um, and you guys are just good old boys who have been doing it for a long time and, um, have learned the tricks of the trade through good old fashioned way, rolling your sleeves up. So yeah. I think, you know, what you can do is offer information, you know, yeah. help people try to, help people try to um, understand what they're doing so they don't make some of the failures that you and I have made in plotting. Um, right. 
well. Um, and, and I think that's the beauty of what you guys do and what you offer is just good old fashioned information and knowledge through doing it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. Um, and, and that's, that's the beauty of it. You've done it. So you can, you can provide insight that can help people do it better. Uh, and that's, that's the beauty of it. So okay. thanks for taking us along for the ride. Yes, no sir. problem. Thank we'll catch you. up with you. So. Thanks, Mike. Thanks, fellas. Appreciate y'all. Yep, yep, thanks no for coming on. We'll see you. Safe travels. See you.